This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. We talked the other day about the significant issues facing Puerto Rico and the fact that the U.S. territory is having to enter bankruptcy protection. The government owes $73 billion, which is eight times the amount that was owed by the city of Detroit, $9 billion, when it needed protection. And so the big question remains, what is next? We pose that and many other questions to David Skeel, the University of Pennsylvania law professor. David, great to have you back with us today. It's great to be with you, Dan. Thank you. Um, when you think about this as as a grand story, was bankruptcy really the only option for Puerto Rico? Uh, certainly, at this at this point, it was. Uh, we negotiated uh, as as uh, long as we could uh, without filing for Title III. Uh, with the creditors. In some respects, not that much is going to change. We're, we're going to continue to negotiate. We are um, planning to continue to hopefully move towards consensual resolutions. But uh, we, uh, we reached the point when we needed to file. The big, uh, the big trigger, in a sense, was the, the standstill that was in place, the automatic stay expired at the end of Monday. And uh, uh, we didn't file immediately. There were lots of lawsuits filed uh, uh, right away after the stay expired. And and at that point, it became clear we we needed to uh, invoke uh, the the protection of Title III, the bankruptcy provision. Well, explain that Title III, because it's a piece to, to bankruptcy that probably not many people have heard in general. Absolutely. It's, a, it's an entirely new statute that was put in place, or part of an entirely new statute that was put in place last summer, June 30th. Uh, the statute is called PROMESA. You and I have talked about it, or I yep. can't remember if we talked right before or right after. I think it was right after it was, uh, it was put in place. The, the statute from last summer uh, put in place an oversight board, which I'm one of the seven members of, and it also included... Uh, two forms of restructuring. One is a, a non-bankruptcy-like consensual restructuring process uh, known as Title VI, and the other restructuring process is known as Title III. It looks a lot like bankruptcy. It looks like a, a lot like municipal bankruptcy under Chapter 9 of the bankruptcy laws. It looks a lot like corporate bankruptcy under Chapter 11, but it's a little bit different um, than than either of those, and it is specifically put in place for territories. It's not for cities right. uh, or states. It's specifically for territories. Well, a, a lot of people are, are still trying to wrap around, and I think for a, a lot of people here in, in the contiguous 48 uh, states, you know, uh, the, what's going on in Puerto Rico is still a little bit off to the side for them. Uh, but it's still, for those people that follow it, it's hard for many people to understand how this territory for basically four decades could kind of continue to go down this process and let this kind of build and build and build as a bigger and bigger problem. Well, the the trajectory in some respects looks like the trajectory of other cities, states, and countries that have ended up in, in deep financial distress. 
Uh, there's not one explanation for how Puerto Rico landed here. There are a multitude of explanations. There was a, uh, a very big tax benefit that they had uh, known as 936 uh, from 936 of the Internal Revenue Code that was phased out between 1996 and 2006, and that hurt uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, uh, as it, it uh, was struggling with that and struggling with the, the 2008, the fallout from 2008, uh, uh, rather than ratcheting back on what it was spending, uh, increasingly financed its operations with debt, which is always, is, is always a, uh, a problem. And uh, you put that together with uh, with a number of other factors, and you end up with $123 billion of debt, if you include the unfunded pensions. Hmm. David Skeel joining us uh, here from uh, University of Pennsylvania, a law professor, but also very well versed in uh, in bankruptcy. And uh, as we met, as he mentioned, involved uh, in this panel looking at the uh, bankruptcy of Puerto Rico. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. The, the other piece to this, David, is obviously the, pe- the people of Puerto Rico right now and what they are going through at this moment. Uh, the the, the health care issue is a big one in Puerto Rico right now, obviously coming off of the Zika virus, but just general health care. Uh, I mean, the Obama administration had set aside money a couple of years back. That is pretty much, from what I understand, almost burned through. Uh, the people in Puerto Rico, however you view this problem, they're in a situation where they need they need help right now. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, there, there are health care funding issues. Uh, you alluded to the fact that, that Puerto Rico uh, was given some money under Obamacare. Uh, Puerto Rico, with respect to Medicaid, the, uh, the, the funding for uh, low-income, primarily for low-income Americans, Puerto Rico is uh, treated less favorably than states, does not have the same uh, reimbursement rates from the federal government as states. And, and to help plug that gap, uh, Obamacare gave them uh, about $6.4 billion, a block grant. That block grant is, is rapidly running out. It's, it could run out by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the continuing resolution that Congress just put in place, uh, there's, there was a little more money given to uh, Puerto Rico. They were given $295 bill, uh, million um, dollars for uh, fiscal year 2017, but th- that is still an issue. It's part of a, a larger issue of the difficult circumstances on the island. Uh, the unemployment rate in Puerto Rico is over 12 percent. Forty-six percent of Puerto Ricans are under the federal poverty rate uh, uh, level, and so it's 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 a very very difficult situation, and, and many people are suffering. So what do you do about their status? I, I mean, they are a territory. <laughs> there, there's been, you know, there's been conversation from time to time about whether or not Puerto Rico should be the 51st state. Where, where, I mean, obviously you have to take care of the bankruptcy piece first, but is their status an issue that needs to be addressed down the road? So their status is uh, absolutely not an issue for the oversight board. <laughs> right. Not, exactly. Yeah. Um, that is not part of our. Yeah. Um, part of our remit. We we don't take any any position on it, 
It is. It is a burning issue. It is. Um, it is a very controversial uh, issue in Puerto Rico. The two main, uh, the two biggest political parties, uh, the the party that holds the governorship right now, is in favor of statehood. Uh, the party that held the governorship uh, until this year, uh, uh, last term, was in favor of Commonwealth status, not not. Uh, statehood, but but an enhanced relationship with the U.S. There all, also is a smaller but very vocal uh, group who are in favor of, of independence, and and this is the big issue in in Puerto Rico politics. Uh, it has been um, unstable in a sense, or highly debated for for many many years. There's a, a referendum that is um, expected to be held. It, it was originally going to be on June 11th. It looks like it's going to be a little later now mm-hmm. on that issue. Um, very, very important, but it is, it's not an issue that the Oversight Board is, is involved Well, in. then how will this play out then in the short term of what will the process be that people will see as to how all of this debt will be addressed uh, and, and and taking care of to whatever degree it actually is taken care of. So there there um, there are two big pieces uh, at this point to the puzzle. The second one is is the one that's going to answer your question. So the first the first big step that uh, we and the uh, or the governor of Puerto Rico and we took was to put in place a 10-year fiscal plan for Puerto Rico, for the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, that uh, was certified on March 13. And what that does is it lays out what Puerto Rico needs to do to get its its uh, finances structurally balanced again, which involves cuts really everywhere. Cuts yeah. to health care, cuts yeah. to pensions, cuts to, um, to the government. So that's the first big piece. It's in a sense, it's everything except debt um, is is part of that piece. The second big piece is is the debt, and where we are um, now is having filed for Title III, which is the bankruptcy-like provisions. We will continue negotiating with creditors. The idea will be to. Uh, Ultimately, uh, hopefully it won't take too long, but I think it'll take a while because it's very complicated. But hopefully we will ultimately confirm a plan that will uh, be consistent with the uh, with the fiscal plan and will uh, divvy up um, uh, the payments among Puerto Rico's creditors or to say that differently will um, will make a set of proposals as to how much to restructure each class of debt, and, and hopefully it will be agreed to. Uh, going back to the 10-year plan for a second, and you, you mentioned, uh, obviously, about uh, uh, the, the, the ability to try and cut uh, government spending uh, and, and cut costs where you can. Outside of that, though, I, I'd be interested in terms of of what it, what are the thought processes about you know cutting this, but also still being able to provide the the core necessary services uh, on the island on, in Puerto Rico, and at the same time trying to build the economy a little bit as well. Yeah, that's a great question, and and one way to frame how we thought about the fiscal plan is we asked the question. 
how much can we cut without pushing Puerto Rico over the edge? Right. So it's a real tightrope that you have to walk because uh, you have to make cuts, you have to raise revenues uh, if there's there's any hope of getting the uh, the finances structurally balanced. But uh, every dollar that that you cut is a dollar that somebody doesn't have in their pocket, right. um, which which hurts them and also ultimately hurts the economy. So it's it's a real balancing act, and we we cut as much as we thought we could um, without pushing uh, Puerto Rico over the edge. And the hope is that um, once those cuts are implemented and the budgets are, are back in alignment, Puerto Rico can start to grow again. So, um, so the, the, the trajectory is uh, difficult right now. Hopefully, um, several years down the road, we'll, we'll start to see growth and we'll start to see a new economy. And, and the other part to this, which we talked about uh, recently, is also uh, in terms of building the economy is the fact that you're trying to do that with a, a citizenry where you still have a lot of people that are leaving uh, on a monthly basis. So exactly. uh, you need to you need to be able to, at the same time, build that, that trust up again so that people that have lived in Puerto Rico for a long period of time want to come back. That's that is exactly right. There, um, there has been a drain of the population. It's now under or about uh, 3.4 million. It was uh, 3.6 even a a couple of of years ago. Uh, It is very easy for people to leave. All they have to do is get on a plane. Uh, They are American citizens, and so they can go to Florida or New York or Pennsylvania. uh, and all it takes is a is a plane ticket. Um, and I, it, it, for me, more more personally and more anecdotally, I have had a number of of conversations with twenty something Puerto Rican uh, Puerto Ricans who are in uh, in New York and and some of them at at Penn, um, who each have said they really want to go back to, to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is in their heart, yeah. uh, but they don't feel like they can. You know, they, they don't feel like they can until there, there's some sense that the economy could turn around. And uh, this, is a, this is a big part of what's at stake, in my view. If, if this process works, some of those people who are, are thinking about leaving uh, will change their minds, and some of the people who have left will, will go back. But it, it, it is a very, very big issue. And it's uh, the worst the worse things get, the more people are going to leave. And some of those people are the ones you really need, the 20-somethings that could be providing the innovation, could be providing that next level of business security on, on the island right now. There is no question about that, that, um, that it, it is a broad mix of people who have, who have left, but included in that mix are many of precisely the kinds of people that, um, that Puerto Rico most needs for its health care system and for, um, and for its economy. How, mu- how much of the percentage of people right now, and you know, ballpark numbers here, uh, are people that are either older, more towards retirement age, that absolutely have to help have that health care piece compared with the 20-somethings at this point? I would think it would, it's heavily on the favor of, of the older generation at this point. That are leaving or that are staying? That that are there right now in Puerto Rico. Well, there is a uh, a a shift a bit in that direction. Um, so um, there, I, I Tor- towards at, the towards the older people. 
That's right. Okay. And, and in fact, some retired people are moving to Puerto Rico. And so um, okay. I haven't seen recent figures, but um, my impression is that, that the movement is, is skewed so that more younger people are leaving and uh, more older people are, are staying or even coming. There was also the bond issue as well, and obviously a lot of investment in that area as well. What What is the status, if, if you know, of that right now? Um, you're speaking of, of the Puerto Rico bonds? Yes. The, uh, the GEO bonds? Yes. So they, they are in the middle of um, of the Title III case and okay. of the, the negotiations, and I can't say too much about that okay. um, other than that uh, – the main or one of the main sets of bonds, which were the which are the geo bonds, was negotiating with the government of Puerto Rico up to the wire um, of of the Title III um, filing. There's been a lot of discussion of, about that. It was they were negotiations uh, between the government of Puerto Rico and and uh, the bondholders. These specific negotiations, the the. Um, the oversight board had not signed off on um, on the negotiations, but there's been, there's been a lot of discussion about that. As I said, I can't really say much sure. about um, about the details, but uh, there will be lots more talks uh, now that we're in Title Three. Well, how how much then will we see Congress here in the United States really play a role uh, in in hopefully you know building back Puerto Rico here in the in the years to come? Well, uh, we hope that um, that Congress will continue to help with the Medicaid um, uh, in some way. Um, that's that's the main issue. That's a really big ticket item yeah. um, for Puerto Rico. I mean, it, in many respects, the most important thing Congress could do, in my view, was to pass the legislation they passed. I mean, it 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 really is a remarkable law. It was it was bipartisan. Um, it provides uh, incredible tools to to address Puerto Rico's financial distress, and so I, I think the, the most important thing that Congress could do, it has done. Um, you know, hopefully Congress will be willing to help in various ways down the road, but yeah. um, but it, it really has helped out a lot already. But the the funding though that, that that Puerto Rico gets is still well below what any of the states here in the U.S. gets. That is correct. There is a very, very significant funding gap. Um, there is there's a debate about whether Puerto Rico ought to be treated exactly the same as a as a state. Right. Uh, Puerto Ricans don't pay uh, federal income tax, and and that plays into the into the debate. But it, there's no there's no question that they are reimbursed at a much much lower rate than. Um, than states are. There, there was a congressional task force that included uh, uh, representatives from Congress, uh, from both sides of, of Congress, that uh, issued a report in December about Puerto Rico and some of the things they thought ought to be done uh, to, to get Puerto Rico's economy jump started, and this was one of the main things they talked about. They they disagreed about exactly how much Congress should do, but they all agreed that uh, Congress should help more with uh, with the Medicaid funding. 
so that and we're talking with David Skeel of the University of Pennsylvania. So the timetable for this, uh, the, the bankruptcy uh, to play out. What, what are we looking at here? And, and again, understanding that in terms of the overall process of trying to get the economy of Puerto Rico really going, we're looking at several years. But in terms of the bankruptcy itself, the the timetable this this will play out is what. It's really, it's really hard to know um, how long it's going to take. We we yeah. we just filed, and so we're just getting going with the with the Title III process. Uh, it's not going to be. We're not going to be finished this summer. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it's fair to say. Um, uh, I have no idea how long it will take, but it it will be a matter of months, maybe a bit more, but. Uh, everybody is aware that, that the sooner we we wrap this up, the sooner we come up with a plan that that restructures the debt, uh, the sooner uh, Puerto Rico is going to be able to get back on its on its feet. And there'll be lots of other things going on in the in the interim, the things yeah. connected to the fiscal plan. But the the debt restructuring is an important piece of that. And uh, one of the things the law says we need to do is make sure that that Puerto Rico is in a position to go back to the market and be able yeah. to borrow in the future and and the debt restructuring is essential to that. David, greatly appreciate your time. Uh we will catch up with you down the road as this plays out. Thank you very much. You are quite welcome. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. David Skeel of the University of Pennsylvania talking about the uh, Puerto Rico bankruptcy uh, uh proce- uh process that is uh, really I mean this this is going to be a big, big thing for Puerto Rico, uh, which obviously they have to get squared away and uh, kind of get their feet back underneath them. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.